the ATB Fantasy Show. All right, well, let's get this party started. I miss you so much. Welcome to the ATB Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Rich Maletto, a.k.a. Bodacious Beer, joined, as always, by my illustrious co-hosts, Paul Ryan and Daniel Nugget Martino. Please give us a follow at ATB underscore fantasy show. You can find Nugget on Twitter at Nuggy underscore Wuggy. Don't forget, that's a G-G-I-E. And our buddy Paul, who's probably the easiest to find and is one of the most receptive follows you'll have on Twitter, Paul Ryan at Paul underscore Ryan 15. And you can find me at Bodacious Beer, all spelled out. Gentlemen, what's crack-a-lacking tonight? Not much, man. Just just chilling. Uh, excited to record. I've, I've been kind of uh, looking looking forward to this recording. I'm not sure why, because this week's already not not looking too pretty. But I'm always excited to hop on. Uh, totally agree. I am too. Nugget, uh, have you noticed? Because I I went looking for the prop bets for for a little bit later, and I couldn't find squat for props or really any lines for tomorrow's games. Have you seen anything out there? I couldn't find anything either. I just think it's so um, it's they don't want they don't want to take a chance to put a bet that could be so obviously wrong um, because of all the COVID stuff and all the injuries that are happening to the two teams. Well, let me ask you something. Is that what it is? Or do you think they're worried that there won't be a game and then they'd have to refund money? Um, I mean, if you really look, I don't know how that works. I, I'm just, I'm just kind of curious. I mean, most things are going to be online anyway, so it's, it's nice and easy unless you're in Vegas specifically. Um, so it's, it's right. pretty easy just to say no content, no contest. Here's that's your account credited back. So that's what I think it is. Um, no, that's a, I, I think you're probably right. That's what I always kind of assumed it was, was, Hey, how are we going to write lines when we don't even know who the starters are, right? I mean, let's be honest. At this point, don't you think the line would move quite a bit or somebody's going to set even the over-under or the spread a whole lot differently if Aaron Jones plays versus if he doesn't? Exactly. And then, I mean, if you pick an under on somebody that doesn't have a good chance to play, why would they put that line out? Right. So. Right. Well, I was just curious because Paul's right. It's, we've already been off to a rough start. Um, I know they said tomorrow night's game is still on as planned. Paul, how many 49ers did you say we're, we're looking to miss already? Uh, I think the last count was uh, was 52. What? I'm what? kidding. <laughs> Maybe the entire team. No, I was just, that's what I was just saying. That's the whole roster except one guy. What are you talking about? No, look last it, I saw it, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Kendrick Bourne, and then, um, you know, that's just the COVID guys. And, of course, then we have the George Kittle and Garoppolo injuries. But as far as COVID goes, I believe it's up to uh, four guys now, right? I think so. So what I heard – Debo is already out. Ayuk, Kendrick Bourne. We know we're missing Jimmy. We're missing Kittle. We're missing Coleman. Um, well, they traded away Quan, but they got a guy back. I don't know who else is missing. That whole defense has been decimated. What were you saying, Nugget? It's looking like the 49ers receivers have COVID and the Green Bay running backs have COVID. 
So that's yeah. what it's looking like. I'm, I wonder if they were partying together. <laughs> Maybe you never know. So, all right, two, two, two things. Cause I, my logic struggles with me on this. Okay. First of all, we, we were told there was the report, whoever released it or wherever it was released that all clear, no more positive tests Sunday morning. Remember when yes. we got that? Okay. So how the fuck does everybody clear Sunday morning and then on Monday someone fails to test? And it's my understanding what, what – or I shouldn't say failed the test, but the test came back positive. It's my understanding that the test came back positive was from a test from Sunday. What good is it to test them on Sunday if they're not going to get the results back on Sunday? I think then you can, you can start to trace it, um, who they came in contact with and stuff like that. Sure. Sure, but I would argue, wouldn't we be better off making sure they were clear on Sunday? Because now they're going to be playing against other players. So that's great that we know that Marlon Marlon Humphrey played against Juju and Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, along with his other teammates. But now he was in the face of those guys, Juju, Johnson, Claypool. And Juju, Johnson, Claypool are in the huddle with the rest of their guys. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it just seems if this is really that big of a deal and that's what we need to be doing, I, I feel like we're, we're missing it by a day and not being. Don't they test them every day? This is where I'm coming from. It's every other day. At least that was my understanding. No. Or, it's th- or is it three times a week? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's tough. Well, I mean. The Fox College football crew, the whole crew of them is missing. So this weekend, I mean, um, well, I don't, I don't know. So let me guys ask you this then, because I had this option. I ended up getting Jamichael Hasty for free on waivers this week. Okay, I have some challenges. Chubb, Mixon, obviously, I'm not playing them this week. Um, Robinson's back from by, but then my other options are Fournette and Melvin Gordon. I don't think either of you would feel real comfortable as an RB2 for either one of those guys. Melvin Gordon, baby. You'll hear about him in a little bit. I I wonder, but he looked rough this past week, bro. He's playing Atlanta. Um, He is playing Atlanta, and and he did get it done more than that. And Lindsey is hurt with the foot injury. I'm just giving away. um, Again? He he popped up on the injury report again. I'm just giving away all of my. No, he. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What I heard was that on Wednesday, which they did not, he would not have practiced. That's what I heard. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought I, um, I, I know that I saw that he uh, he didn't practice today, but that's because the team didn't practice. But I thought that was just because uh, the team didn't practice. I didn't realize that he was. Um, I didn't see anything about him still being injured. So, yeah. I don't know, man. He looked he looked way better than Gordon when I watched that game. That's all I'm saying. So, anyway, I picked up Hasty. I dropped Irv Smith for him. I've got Hayden Hurst. It's for a week. So I grabbed Hasty. Um, I thought about Dexter Williams. Who would you rather have picked up? Dexter Williams versus San Francisco. Hasty versus Green Bay. Oof. Is Aaron Jones playing? <laughs> Am I allowed to cheat and ask that? Well, see, that's the thing. At the time, I did. So know. I would have probably I would have gone with the Niners back, Hasty. Paul. 
Uh, yeah, I like Hasty just because you know we're looking at all the receivers being being out for the San Francisco. It's like they won't have a, a whole lot of options. So I would imagine that Hasty's about to get a a full workload and then some. That's my thought. I just they typically run the ball, and Green Bay has not been good at stopping the run. Not. No, they haven't. Now, maybe maybe this week they do because they got a, a just annihilated last week. I don't know. And San Francisco annihilated them in the playoffs. So maybe they play better defense this week. But I don't know. I felt like that was just – I'm intrigued to watch Dexter Williams because I actually grabbed him a couple of places last year. And, and you know, we never got to see him. But um, I was kind of curious about him. But we'll see. I was just kind of curious on your guys' take. I, I made that move, and I wasn't sure it was the right move or not, but we'll see. I, I mean, I think Hasty is not just a, a good play this week, but maybe for the rest of the season and then even even for next year because we know that, you know, Shanahan doesn't invest a lot of capital or at least a lot of high draft capital or into uh, running backs. And, you know, I don't know if Col- Tevin Coleman's going to be there next year. I don't know about Jarek McKinnon. Or um, who was the Mostert, uh, Mostert either? Yeah, he was only on one deal as well, right? No, Mostert, I believe, got a deal. Was it two, a one year or two year deal? I, I thought he got a three year deal. No, I thought it was like two years, six million guaranteed or something like maybe, that. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, because wasn't it a total of fifteen million or something like that? I believe so. Between, something like that. between incentives and everything. Well, yeah, incentives, but uh, the bonuses or whatever. Right, and the, oh. it was. Uh, I, I guess the guaranteed was the six million. Yeah, that would make sense. I think you're right. Two years, fifteen. That would make sense because I would put it about seven and a half. I guess. Hmm. I guess I could look it up. My bad. Well, I don't disagree. So anyway, but you know what? We we got a little sidetracked here. So. Hey, Nugget, what well, you drinking? Today I'm drinking a Kentucky Mule. I uh, finally found the Costco ginger beer pack, and I've been uh, shredding through that recently, so I'm enjoying that right now. So what ginger beers were in it? It's just the, um, what is it, the Fiber Tree? I actually was ripping off the, it's just a regular ginger beer. It's just like a, uh, I think it's a 12-pack of the 9.3 fluid ounces. No, I was just curious of the name of it, it's, um, the brand. No, it's, Kirkland's it's or... Fever Tree. It's F-E-V-E-R Tree. Fever Tree, yeah. Fever Tree. So um, it's just – it's one I always get even if I go, I go to Vaughn's or something. It's, just, it's like $11 for 12 of them at um, Costco, and they're 9 ounces. And it's like $6 for 4 of them, and they're 6 ounces. At Vaughn's, so it just makes a lot more sense. I got you. So what's it's in the Kentucky a Mule? Bourbon, uh, it's bourbon. It's whiskey, um, and um, bitters and the ginger beer. That's all I put in it. I got you. Um, what kind Angus, of bitters? Angerson bitters, just regular the orange. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. The orange ones. Just curious. They have a they have a couple oh, different bitters so out there, so I just bitters. wanted to be sure. Oh. Well, what are you drinking? Paul. Yeah. Oh, what am I drinking? Buffalo Trace 
and eggnog. Oh. Interesting. I've never had good eggnog, man. So, I never really liked eggnog. But every Christmas, I always seem to want, like, a little bit. Like, mm. one little glass. Yeah. And then I'm like, I don't need it. I don't need it again, right? Just, I need... There's some about that spice and sweetness or whatever. So... It was around Christmas time last year, and I'm like, you know, just want, just want one glass. So I go up to the store, and I get, like, a skinny thing of it. And there wasn't much available. There was this one brand there called Southern Comfort. And I'm like, Southern yeah. Comfort, like the booze? So I'm double-checking it. Nope, no, no booze in there, but that's what it says. So anyway, I get it home, and I pop it open. That was the best damn eggnog. Like, that reminded me of, like, the good old-school eggnog I used to get. I don't remember where I used to get it when I was a kid, but, I mean, it. anyway, it was good. I drank the shit out of the container. I mean, it only lasted a couple of days. So I went and got more. And it was towards the end of the season, around New Year's, and I bought up all that I could find. I drank the shit out of it. And I actually liked it. See, I typically only liked eggnog. I would put eggnog on them, something like that. And I and I'm not a big rum fan. I wasn't a big eggnog fan, but the two of them mixed. It was just nice on a cold day for some reason. So, but as I learned or tried to make eggnog, I realized that it's not necessarily rum in there. It's more whiskey. And so I thought I would try it with a little Buffalo Trace bourbon. Hmm. How? Which it's a, it's pretty good. Um. First of all, I put too much bourbon in here in my eggnog, so I need I need I I need to be straight about that. So, do you have your eggnog like poured over ice, or is it just room temperature with the bourbon, or out of the fridge? And you know what? It would have been better over ice, Paul. That mm, would have okay. been a good idea. I don't mind. I'll have to try. I it just poured bourbon in the bottom of I. Yeah, I just poured the bourbon in the bottom of the glass and pulled the eggnog out of the fridge uh-huh. and poured it in a glass. Because I guess I know I normally just drink the eggnog, you know, out of glass, not over ice or anything. So bourbon is the uh, is the recommended but, liquor to put with your eggnog? No, of course the Southern Comfort brand. I believe it suggests Southern Comfort with it. I've had a couple of experiences with uh, some good old Soco, so. I've uh, I don't I don't drink too much brown liquor these days, but SoCo definitely uh, takes me back a little bit. Yep, it says mix one quart eggnog with one cup Southern Comfort, pouring glass and garnish with mm-hmm. the cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it's kind of like a, a savory and sweet, or what? Yeah, I mean, because eggnog's got I mean it's got a good little spice to it, but it's definitely mm-hmm. sweet. Um. You know, with the the Southern Comfort, because Southern Comfort is a little bit sweeter of a whiskey. Yeah. I could see that going well with it. But, yeah, man, I mean, you know, it, it eggnog's one of those things when you pour it with the whiskey that, one, it, it mellows out the whiskey or the bourbon no matter mm-hmm. what. And the whiskey and the bourbon mellows out the spice and the punch from the eggnog. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I feel like every time I've ever just talked to somebody about eggnog, it's like either people love it or they hate it. There's no in-between type of thing. No. And I used to just not really like – this is the only one I really like. Mm-hmm. I can't lie. My dad tried it. He said the same thing. 
but it's not for everybody. Yeah, you're making me want to try it, man. I, I've always, uh, you know, I've, I've had some like eggnog ice cream, but I've never had any good eggnog uh, to drink. So I kind of want to try it because I like it to, you know, just kind of gets you ready for the holidays and stuff. Right. It's a black container. Southern Comfort. I got it at Walmart and um, our local place, Woodman's. Southern Comfort Eggnog. I'll, I'll, I'll keep my eye out for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nuggets like, you crazy. Well, gentlemen, should we jump right I in? I think we should ask Paul what he's drinking. Uh, oh, shit. He didn't I thought we answer. did, and then he didn't answer. <laughs> Paul, what you drinking? Is, is he, try, is he trying he to avoid be. the booze? I'll never, I'll never avoid the booze. It's just... It's always uh, very like luster compared to you guys. Oh, whatever. It's fine. But no, I, I don't know. I'm drinking. But today I'm trying a I've never had. I've tried a couple flavors I've never had before. And right now I'm sipping on a lime truly. And this was, I feel like, I don't know. I, I think this flavor right here, maybe if you mixed it with like uh, some vodka and, you know, maybe some Sprite or something. I feel like you can make a, a good cocktail with this, but just the lime truly, and it's uh, definitely refreshing. Uh, you can definitely taste the lime. It's, um, it's, again, I mentioned it's a flavor I've never had before, and I would definitely recommend it. Really? Yeah, tonight I've had lime. You would probably like a vodka and, and tonic. What's that? Have you had a vodka tonic? No, I haven't. I've only had a, a gin and tonic, and I'm not a bit, big fan of gin. I don't like gin. Get a vodka tonic, man. If you like a lime, I'll bet you money you'd like a good vodka tonic. Make sure, make sure you get it with the lime squeeze. Definitely. Lime there. Yeah, I'll have to do that. My wife loves lime. Don't be, don't be well, afraid to put two. Don't be afraid to put two lime squeezes in there. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. why is that? Yep. Oh, yep. uh, yeah. One's usually not quite enough. Oh, okay. Especially if it's a strong pour. Right. right. And really, if you're at home, I use I use a bunch mm-hmm. just because it's more flavor. You know what I mean? Because I tell you what, it is refreshing, Paul. If you mm-hmm. get the right mix, yeah, on the rocks. And it's not too heavy on the vodka where it's got that burning. And you get the tonic going and some lime in there. It's quite refreshing. Yeah, I'll definitely try that. I know uh, what, Make me whenever the wife and I will, will go out to dinner or whatever, I'm always looking for uh, new drinks to try. And I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I'm not usually a, a big vodka guy, but my wife does look like vodka drinks. So. so you don't like brown liquor and you don't like vodka. What is rum consumed? You know, man, really, I have the palate of like a of a a college sorority girl, <laughs> and or a, like a third grader. Okay. You know, it's either Kool Aid, Truly, or chocolate milk. You know what I mean? Well, at least you're honest. So, all right. Well, one favorite flavor, Kool Aid. Man, it's got to be uh, fruit punch, dude. Yeah, fruit punch, no question. I'm out. I'm out. Seriously? I'm out on fruit punch. So, do you like Hawaiian punch then? Um, you know, I haven't had Hawaiian punch in years, but I do remember liking it back in the day. 
I want to say the last time I had it, it was way too sweet. You know, Rich, uh, let, let me uh, go back on you. I'm sorry. It's not fruit punch. It's tropical punch Kool-Aid that I like. Yeah. Tropical. But no, I haven't had Hawaiian punch in at least 10 years or so. And the last time I did have it, like I said, it was it was way too sweet. But it, it, it does remind me of uh, elementary school uh, classroom birthday parties. Except, man, red mustache is red teeth. And a sugar high. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So back to the back to the no brown liquor, not so much vodka, not so much gin. Kool-Aid. So really, all right. Definitely try. Oh, I love Moscow. I know it's vodka. All right. Well, then a, a vodka tonic okay. is going to be in the He'll bar. like a vodka tonic, say, especially if you get a little bit of this. It's in the Because some of the, the tonic's a little yeah. sweeter than soda water, so it'll be nice. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you get the ginger beer for in the mules, right? Um, trying to think what else is kind of. I definitely want to try whiskey sour. Oh, Jen used to get. I know uh, some fair. people like them. Uh, I know the people That's... who actually enjoy whiskey, they wouldn't suggest them. But, you know, it's something that some people have recommended as far as like trying something different. Yeah. And then you just turn old like me and you just start drinking it straight out of the bottle. <laughs> you know what's crazy, man? It's like when I was uh, in high school. I would just drink these disgusting like malt malt liquor beverages, and I don't. I'm surprised. I don't like. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I'm talking like MD twenty twenty. Uh, I don't think I ever had a Zima. I, I was still a little too young when those were still on and popping. But I'm just kind of surprised that my palate hasn't reached a point to where it's like you and Nugget, where I'm I'm drinking whiskey. I have uh, liquor on deck. I have a I have a nice little uh, mini bar going, but I know. Uh, you know, I, I think I might have have uh, peaked a little too early and and drank a little too much in my uh, in my early twenties to where I got turned off by vodka after after one long night of uh, drink specials. I think it was like I was at this place. It was um, two dollar doubles on vodka, and that was a long night and things like that. So I, I think that's kind of why I, I steer clear of of liquor. Yeah, I can't do uh, any type of uh, champagne because of a bottomless mimosas, so I understand. Yeah. You a bit... Champagne, headache in a bottle, Nugget. Are you a big fan of Bellinis? Never had Bellinis. I think, I believe it's a wine-based... Frozen drink, but it's like peach flavored. Often served with brunch with Bellinis, or with a uh, with mimosas. I've never had it. Yeah. Well, guys, let's uh, let's go ahead and hit some of our hits and misses for the week, and uh, give out some uh, applause and some booze, I guess, if you will. But uh, for some of our hits here, Paul, you were all over Damian Harris. That was a good call. I was I was definitely doubting that one. And Brandon Ayuk, like you said, it was. Why would you not? The way Seattle been playing defense and 
really with all the other injuries. And then Kittle getting hurt, he was pretty much the only thing they had in the passing game. <laughs> I guess they had Bourne. <clears throat> Nugget, you were all over Lamar. Good call. And I wasn't sure when you were talking about the Green Bay running backs if you were saying get them both, don't get them. But I, I just said the uh, one, I mean, he was awesome. whatever one place so. is I'm going all in on. Yeah, and that, that was Jamal. Um, I said, you know, I'd even consider playing Hasty over Zeke. Hasty would have been better than Zeke by a mile. Zeke was 35. That's how bad he was, so keep that in mind. FYI, I played Tony Pollard over him trying to score less points in a league. Sandbag a little bit. Pollard, 7.4. <laughs> Zeke, 7.8. Just saying. Um, Calvin Ridley, I, I, you know, I said he was probably the one I bet on that would get there. Uh, he may have he may have gotten there. I don't know. I mean, there he got hurt. It was fairly early, so I got lucky, I guess. But uh, on the misses, Paul, you were way off on Baker. To be fair, and I'll, I'll mention this because I was off on Carr. I don't think you and I knew what kind of weather they were going to be dealing with in Cleveland. Right. Because as we got closer to the game, all I kept hearing about was the weather, and I even went and checked the weather. I'm like, it doesn't look too terrible. We were watching some of that game. It was absolutely atrocious yeah. weather. Awful weather. So, um, I'm just saying, not trying to make excuses, but um, you were also, you had Melvin Gordon, and uh, he was out at 22. Nug, I, 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 I took it that you weren't real big on Geo for the week. Yeah, he, he, got, he, got he, he did really well he last week. For the week so. As far as the props, I was only 50% last week, uh, way off on the girly over 17 and a half yards. I really don't know why they didn't throw to him. They didn't use him much. Brian Hill actually looked better. I don't know what was going on there. Uh, Hurst over three and a half receptions. Samuel over three and a half receptions. Samuel over 37 and a half yards. He came in at 31 yards. And it's unfortunate because he had quite the fantasy day, but we only hit on two of the four uh, props, and they weren't the good paying props either. So. so, Rich, I was confused there. I thought you were saying Samuel over 37 and a half total yards, so I apologize for that. No, um, the prop the prop that was on my gotcha. was receiving yards. I, at least I think it was. Maybe I was looking at total yards. Boy, if I was looking at total yards, yeah. you're a monster then but I think that was receiving yards. Um, on the over-unders, Paul had a rough start, but then he came home strong. So Minnesota versus Green Bay, he took the over in 52 and a half. Boom, was under at 50. Tennessee versus Cincinnati, took the over at 53 and a half, came in at 51. Vegas versus Cleveland, that was awful game. The total was 52 and a half was, the, was what it was set at. It came under at a whole whopping <laughs> 22 points. Then we had Pittsburgh Baltimore, which this is the one I thought might be low scoring. Paul nailed it over on uh, 50, uh, 52 points on the 46 and a half San Francisco versus Seattle. They were set at 53 and a half took the over 64 was the total chargers versus Denver. I also thought this one would be kind of low scoring 44 and a half was the line and over came in at 61. So three wins, three losses on, on the overs there for the week. Um, on the games to avoid, we had 
Indian Detroit at 50. I tell you what, Paul, you are a ballsy man playing the push. It's you really crazy, are. It right? Well, you are ballsy. <laughs> um, right. Um, they came in at 62, so at the over. New England versus Buffalo is set at 42 and a half. You said over, came in at 45, hit. New York Jets versus Kansas City set at 49. You said under, came in at 44, well played. Rams versus Miami, 46. You took the over, came in at 45. That's a buff. That's a tough beat. Uh, New Orleans versus Chicago, 43 and a half. You took the over, hit at 49. Tampa Bay versus New York Giants, 46 was the total. You took the over and hit at 48. Paul, that that is pretty good odds on over-unders, man. I, go that's, I mean, that's what I was saying whenever I was talking with him. Like, that's – I mean – I I never play that many overs just because they're so they're they're tough to do. But to hit, I mean, he had exactly fifty percent, right? If I'm looking at it, no, he was over that because he had oh yeah seven wow, hits is, to five amazing. losses. Amazing. Maybe I should just start following Paul's bets and avoid my my plays altogether. <laughs> right. Uh, they're interesting. Oh, the teasers were uh, definitely out, a learning right? curve that comes along with those. Yeah, definitely. I is feel like it, all betting is so it's just it's it's like what it. There's nothing that there's no such thing as a for sure bet. No, no, I swear to God, the bets you are the most exactly. certain on are the ones that never happen. Like you're like, there's no yep, way that I didn't think uh, it Miami was going to put up uh, a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown against the Rams. Yeah, that screwed me. Yeah, that's fourteen yeah, that's points. Big. Yeah, it was that was a that was a tough game to watch as a, a better and yep. Rams fan. Yeah, oh, definitely heartbreaking. heartbreaking. But let's stop talking about that. Let's. Yeah, now he's hurt. Hey, Cooper Cup had twenty one targets. Yeah. He uh, uh his wrist with, and something mentioned something. I was looking at information about his wrist and now his knee is the knee that he tore his ACL, I think it was was it last year or the year before? Yeah, I believe so. The year before, wasn't it? Well, um he um he aggravated or something's going on there. So, no fun at all. But what about who do you have inside your inside out or outside in this week, Rich? So, I'm out on Big Ben this week. Um, I know that he's got a good matchup against Dallas, and he's kind of low-hanging fruit. I think he comes in at like 10th or 11th on the consensus rankings. Um, But that Cowboys defense, and Paul can correct me if I'm wrong here, has been more soft on the run than it has the pass. Um, For whatever reason, Ben just – he really was zinging it early in the year and looking good. Last two weeks, not so much. I don't know if he's hurt. Um, I don't know if timing's just off. I don't know if weather's coming into play. But I just – I. I think Ben Ben, Big Ben will be maybe 15, 16, 17 on the week. That's my guess. Uh, I would be willing to take a gamble on Carr again or even Stafford or Chase Daniels in their matchups. 
kind of a sleeper pick, if you will. Denver versus Atlanta. Uh, Alberto, I think, I think maybe he gets a touchdown again. He just, they aren't using him a ton, but he has a connection with Locke. And I, I could see him getting a touchdown. And I know I'm going to the well again, but um, I think I think Carr gets, Ooh, gets up into the top ten. Interesting. So let me ask you this then. Are you playing Matt Ryan or Carr? Just I'm probably playing Matt Ryan. I have a hard time not – I mean, I get – I just All I right, what about Justin yeah, Herbert? I'm probably playing Matt Ryan. Okay. I, I Oh Herbert all those day are long. some things I could see happening not because even close. well not maybe not the matter, but Herbert and Carr were kind of both later round picks. So I, I could see having to decide between that. But mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. they're um they're going against each other and we know that that defense is um the Chargers defense better than the Raiders defense. So, I'm curious to see what the Chargers yeah. are doing since they uh, made that trade. By the way, um, I mean, do they have a lot of depth on that? I defense? thought he did too. And did somewhat significant for a sixth rounder, right? Yeah, I mean, I I was Fifth def- sixth, that, I that surprised me personally. Uh, well, well you're over there in LA country. What are they saying? Go Rams? No. Um, there's there's not a lot of oh. Chargers fans anymore. It's like I know people joke about it, but it's it's like a legit thing. Like okay. there's just not a lot of Charger fans. It's the truth. Yeah, exactly. I mean, being they in I burned. live in San they Diego, so um, people are upset. And I, I get it. And being a Rams fan, I'm like, why are you coming to LA? Like this, like the Rams obviously have more of a say here. But um, I don't know. I I don't think they're gonna get a a big following in LA, and I don't know how long they're gonna stay here, or if this is the, they really think they're gonna make this place home. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Paul, what do you got? So for me, I've got. At quarterback, I've got Mr. Tua Tagovailoa. He's uh, currently ranked 21st. He's facing the the Cardinals defense, and that they've been pretty bad as far as allowing uh, fantasy points to quarterbacks. I think he outscores Mr. Ryan Tannehill, who's uh, facing the Chicago Bears, and he's actually currently ranked 11th. And then at running back, I have Mr. Jamichael Hasty, who's currently ranked 21st. Uh, he's facing the Green Bay Packers tomorrow night. I, I I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot more of a, a run-oriented offense with the 49ers given their injuries to wide receivers. And with Mullins now the quarterback, I think he's going to get a, a heavy workload this week. And I have him outscoring Mr. Antonio Gibson, who's ranked ninth overall this week, and he's facing the New York Giants. And then at wide receiver, I have Mr. Chase Claypool, who's currently ranked 19th going up against my – Dallas Cowboys. I know Richie mentioned that uh, Cowboys have been a little bit better against the pass. And what, you know, the reason I think that is, you know, maybe the numbers don't look as um, as bad as you would think. It's because I feel like teams are just dominating us in the first half. And so in the second half, they kind of 
just uh, take their foot off the gas, you know, knowing that it's Run it's not going to be much of a game and, you know, the, they might just run some plays, you know, kind of rest their guys a bit and that don't, um, you know, it's not a very competitive game, so they don't feel the need to, uh, to you know, uh, go too far into the playbook or, you know, to uh, to really run the score up on us. And uh, I have Mr. Claypool outscoring Terry McLaurin, who is currently ranked 10th. And then my sleeper pick for the sleeper pick for the week is Mr. Devontae Parker, who's currently ranked 30th. Again, I mentioned that the Dolphins are facing the Cardinals, and we're we're seeing that they've uh, the Cardinals have allowed the most fantasy points per game to wide receivers in the last two weeks, and that's 66 points. Wow. Yeah. So I have Melvin Gordon. What do you got, man? And this kind of goes back to a little bit what we were – I think it was last week we were talking about. There's going to be the people that have these big exploding games that get them in the top 12 that, like, not a lot of people predicted, right? And what do most of the games entail? Yep. Yep. Two, three, four scoring games, right? So what I'm what I'm looking at is Atlanta gives up a lot yep. of scoring opportunities, and I think Gordon has a chance to put up two touchdowns against that Atlanta team, whether that be one on the ground and one um, in the air, because we know they do allow a lot of uh, work to the running backs. And Philip Lindsay has they he was. I know the um, Broncos did not practice on Wednesday. However, what I read, I could be wrong, was that if they would have practiced, Philip Lindsay would not have played, would not have participated. So I'm taking that as his foot injury is still a question mark. Um, as far as wide receiver, you know, me and Paul just uh, like to have things in common every once in a while. I really like Chase Claypool. And um, I hate to say it, Paul, I know what it feels like because the Miami Dolphins embarrassed the Rams last week, but I think the Steelers are going to embarrass the Cowboys this week. And uh, Claypool is going to be able to snag a touchdown or two. And going going on that same game, I think Zeke is going to be outside the top 12. Um, The Steelers' D is, I mean, they're they're damn good. Um, Allowing less than 100 yards per game. Um, to the uh, uh, rushing for running backs. And the offensive line for that Cowboys is just they're hurt. They're broken, and that's part of the most of the worry. So, And uh, Rich mentioned it. Zeke only put up, what, 7.8 points last week? That's not going to make it in the top 12. So, Yep. No. Like I said, I, I almost ended up eating it because mm-hmm. Tony Pollard at one point looked better. I will say that Tony Pollard, he uh, in between the tackles, I'm surprised how he's looked. He he has those fresh legs. It's, he's got he's got a burst that we haven't really seen from Zeke in a, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I, I wish that um, we could use both of them successfully because I feel like that'd be a, a pretty dynamic one-two, one-two punch there, but – Tony Pollard definitely has looked better the last couple of weeks uh, compared to Zeke for sure. Yeah, so I'm I'm somebody that was very high on Zeke at the beginning of the year is uh, a little disappointed in uh, how things have played out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, 
Um, guys, I have no prop bets because there were no prop bets available. Well, I, I so do have a, a little golden you. nugget tidbit. I apologize. And so this is going to be a little different. And this is going to be – I, I have to keep it honest with everybody. That's my thing. I'm going to keep it real. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you um, to be as truthful as I possibly can. And with DFS, with something that you can, um, you know, you can be very successful and you can be very not successful in it. Today, my, um, my recommendation is to be realistic and let yourself know break week or multiple weeks. If you are struggling or finding you're not able to put in mm. a lot of time this upcoming week, don't be afraid to not play. If you're probably have other things going on as well as far as the football game. So don't worry, you're not going to be bored. But maybe go a little go a little easier on how many games you play. But be able to look yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, this week I have X stuff, X amount of stuff going on. I'm not going to be able to put it in any time. And don't be able, just don't be afraid to take a little break, whether that's one, two, three weeks, because it's a long 16 season. I mean, that's uh, almost three months. So uh, definitely keep that in mind. So that's just my uh, little tidbit for uh, the DFS Golden Nuggets this week. I know not. Yeah, Nugget, can I ask you a question? If you're like, you know, how bad of a run do you, would you say you'd want to have before you, you – when you decide, okay, you know, I'm not going to play this week. I've, I've had X amount of weeks where I haven't, I'm just kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm investing my time and my money and I'm not seeing anything in return. You know, how many of those types of weeks do you, do you uh, have in a row before you're like, okay, I think I might take a, a week or two off and just kind of recollect and uh, just enjoy football without any sort of uh, other things invested, whether it be fantasy well, or DFS. I mean, that really is, it's what you, what is your pain tolerance? Um, if, for example, right. if you are playing, I know this is this isn't the case for a lot of people, but there is a um, a game where it's I think it's a thousand dollar entry fee, and first place gets a billion dollars. If you're playing that every week, you're just looking for one hit at one time, and you're happy. So if that's mm-hmm. the case, right. then you are you're going to keep on playing every week because you're saying, hey, I'm going to give it 16 tries, and if I lose, I lose. But you probably have a, a tolerance for losing $16,000. If we go on to a different level, if you um, are trying to do it for – um, you know, I, I have a, a smaller size account, and I just want to maintain – and you start to see your count dwindle down low, you're going to be upset whenever it's week 13, 14, 15, 16, and you don't have any more money to play with. So keep that in mind and um, be like, okay, hey, I've lost I'm, – I'm down to 50% of what I started with. I want to make sure this lasts the whole season. Maybe I need to take a week or two off re-energize, take a break, see things from a different perspective, and then come back in it again. So I got to ask, man, what what game is that where you invest $1,000 and a chance to to win a million? Is that like a single entry type of thing or, you know, 
kind of um, let me pull it up. I think it's the a thousand. I know there's a one for forty four hundred, um, where you it's for sure a million, but obviously there's gonna be less people in it. I'll I'll pull it up right now. Fine. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Hmm. I, I'm having trouble finding. I swear I saw something like that. Um, what is this for? No, it's no problem. Is that on the DraftKings or FanDuel? Yeah, or? it was on DraftKings. Maybe it was the 44. Or maybe it was, I don't know. I'm looking. Let me, I'll you, find it. I'll find something similar. No, you're good. I was going to say, if you can invest $4,400 into one, one, uh, one game, man. You know, I, I envy you because that that'd be nice to to be able to take that chance. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely not a uh, not where I'm at. But some people, I mean, they're the professionals. Like, there's literally professional DFS players. Um, so right, who only who only play DFS exactly. and that's it. It's, it's literally their their life. Is that your ultimate uh, goal? Yeah, I'd love to not have to work and gamble and be my thing, but I also love what I do. So it's tough because I really enjoy real estate. Yeah. May I ask if, if, it, if I'm not, um, you know, in, invading your privacy, if you want to say that, but what, what is your biggest money league right now that you've got the most invested in outside oh, of DFS? I don't play a big, a huge, crazy, um, I know there's like thousand dollar plus um, season long leagues, but no, yeah, I, I yeah. have 150 is my most expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my most expensive is is a hundred dollars. I, I can't see just you know where where I'm at in my life. I can't see doing much more than that. But I know that there's you know there's those big uh, season long leagues where it's like five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. Things like that. I mean, there's even, you know, best ball leagues that are $350 entry fees. So I know the reward is big, but man, that entry fee is not too small either. Big chance. I wonder what are the odds of somebody just investing, you know, $1,000 one time and getting back, you know, at minimum, just with what they, you know, the thousand dollars back, but you know, actually profiting as well with just one, with one entry. Because I imagine, and and that size of a tournament, you you uh, you've got some people who are investing five or or ten thousand dollars. Yeah, it's it's bothered me. I swear, I saw something like that. Huh? I I'm not able to find. I'm looking on the site right now, and I'm not able to find anything. Um. Well, you know, I'm kind of curious now because we're, we're about to get into my games to invest in and games to avoid. But if you're kind of betting on the line, you know, whether it be the over or under, what are what do you look for? What do you feel are smart bets? Like, is there are there certain teams that you like to you you target, knowing that they're going to put points on their board? How, how do you uh, how do you you're play about those? the over unders? Yeah, I over under just literally they Vegas spends that hundreds of thousands of dollars to try to get right in the middle. So I play my gut, man. I, I have the questions that I ask myself. 
um, that may that I feel about the game, but mm-hmm. I, I I don't go into playing over unders like I'm going to be really really successful with them. There, I know I know how difficult they are. What right. Were you so are you more? No, I was just going to say, are you more of like a prop bet guy, or or what is it you you're comfortable? Um... Outside of DFS, maybe gambling um, on, placing bets on. I'm, I'm the – I do a little bit of everything. Um, I just I, – I, I do some player uh, player props for the Rams that I've been decently successful at. Um, it's just – to me, it's that's my entertainment budget I have in life. It's part of my entertainment, and that's just – that's mm-hmm. how I see it. I don't, I don't go to concerts. I don't go to festivals. I don't do a lot of stuff. And that's, this is what I do for fun and entertainment. So, um, what are you saying? So you're, no, I was going to say you're not like a, uh, a sneaker head nope, or a hype beast. It sounds like I am. I enjoy to gamble and it's my entertainment, which is, I know it's, it's terrible, you. but it is what it is. At least you're. This is like an investment, though. At least you have an opportunity to uh, to make that money back and then some. So it's not like you're just. Uh, I think I'd rather uh, be somebody who who is a gambler as opposed to um, being kind of obsessed yeah, with and material things. For some things. people, I mean, they're gonna find more value in it. I just, I just don't. And this is uh, what what I enjoy and what makes me happy. So I, I just have to. It's something mm-hmm. you have to budget correctly because you could, <laughs> you could straight up ruin right. your life. So. Oh man. Yeah. I, I know you hear those horror stories about gamblers and everything. And you'll even hear about guys placing those crazy bets, taking out their life savings uh, and placing it on a Super Bowl bet. Like I remember that guy uh, a couple of years ago when, when the Broncos won the Super Bowl, he, he placed his entire life savings on them on them winning the Super Bowl, and thankfully he he was able to win that and win a nice chunk of change, but gosh, yeah. that's got to be nerve-wracking. I, uh, I have very strict rules with how much I'm allowed to to dip into my uh, my budget, so. Right. Well, so the reason I was asking that is because I'm sitting here looking at it now, and I, I did these games earlier in the day, but I'm starting to kind of second guess myself here with this Green Bay San Francisco right now. I looking at it, it's the over unders at 49 and a half. And initially I had it at over, but with all these injuries to the San Francisco wide receivers, I'm starting to wonder if maybe instead of investing in this game, maybe I should uh, Move it down to the avoid, and instead of having it, you know, over, I think I my biggest under. tip that I will say for you on these, I don't think you need to do this many, man. I no, you don't think so. Um, I I just see because I thought I was oh supposed to do every Lord, single game. No, I I pick like oh okay five games at an absolute max. I'm gonna target. Okay. I know you were saying, uh, I believe, it, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but now that as the season has, uh, has gone on, instead of, you know, this is as far as DFS goes, but instead of um, trying to 
find players in every game. You're just kind of uh, you're targeting players that you in games that are, you feel that are going to be high scoring, and then you pick yeah, them that's that's, that's one of the right? strategies I employ. Um, you, not trying to oh, get no, your no, entire no, strategy. I, 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 I hope I didn't answer that like I thought you were giving away my whole strategy. I was just trying to answer. No, you're good. You're good. Don't you can no, ask no. me anything you want. But yeah, okay. So I was under the impression that I, I needed to. Uh, I mean, to go if you, over every if you game. wanted to, of course <laughs> you can. But what I would focus more on is putting right. that same amount of time that you did for doing three mm-hmm. games. That's how I got I you. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense because, uh, right. Yeah, because I mean, there was a couple of games. Like I'm, uh, I'm looking here at this uh, Baltimore Indianapolis. There, there's something about this game. That I was like, I feel like Lamar could have a uh, a bit of a get right week. I know that Marquise Brown made some comments about his his lack of usage, lack of targets last week, and you know maybe they might try to force feed him, and we could see Lamar uh, take it to that Indianapolis defense, and then on the other side. I know Jonathan Taylor's dealing with an ankle injury, and it's it's looking like Philip Rivers has started to come into his own a bit and getting the passing game going, but they don't really have a lot of wide receivers. And we've seen the Heim Hines. I mean, he had two touchdowns the first week of the season, and then he's kind of gone. He's just disappeared until last week. So that was kind of a bit of a tricky game for me to, to predict. And it's hard for me to see outside of Lamar and, and maybe uh, – you know, outside of the, the players on the Ravens' offense, I'm not even sure who I would invest in so fantasy-wise on the, the Colts. way I recently started to look at it. Vegas, what they're trying to do is put it – put the over and under so that each side has the same amount of bets. So that 100,000 people bet on the over – and 100,000 people bet on the under. That guarantees they will make money. Right. The reason that guarantees that they'll make money is because the over and under bets, if you look at them, they're going to be like minus 110, right? So if it's minus 110, Mm -hmm. you bet $100, that means you're you're getting – so you say you bet $110 – you're getting um, $100 back, right? You're, you're making you're making $100. Well, that right. person that um, on the opposite side that bet um, $110, so the person that bet $110 and what? So say the over hits on the Green Bay game, 49 and a, it hits 50, then the under person is going to lose $110. But then they're going to have to pay out a um $100 to the uh, the over. They made $10 profit. So they're trying to make it a difficult trade as possible, you. so that's why I'm saying find the only the ones that you are very confident in or as confident as you can be. So what is an over under that you'll you'll avoid? Like if it's the point totals at 
less than 50 will you avoid it if it's over 60 uh, will you avoid it like how does that work i'm probably gonna um uh avoid it i don't like to place bets on low um over under totals because the i mean you bet obviously you're betting on the worst teams in football is that something you really want to do um there's really nothing i avoid i just take each matchup into consideration but like i'm not gonna lie i would probably avoid the baltimore versus indianapolis over just because we know there's there's two strong defenses and you can say okay then why don't you place the um the under well because i know baltimore can easily put up 30 points on any team in the league if lamar goes uh freaking video game mode and then what you only need uh two touchdowns and a um field goal to push it at 47 so i just i avoid games like that because remember you don't you don't have to bet the game you don't have to bet a game at all so right yep that's just how i am that's interesting is there a do you have a, a strategy that you use for for prop bets or do you just kind of I know you mentioned that you typically yeah just I do, focus on for the Rams podcast I do what some is your Rams um, player props and I just you know I just I look the matchup I look at I so it's offensive players obviously and I look at hey what are the holes in the defense. And what has been going? What is the patterns I can see that have been happening recently? And again, they're 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 all tough. There, it's everything changes every single week. They're coming up with new game plans for the offense every single week, depending on the opponent. So it's it's not easy, but mm-hmm. I am I view it as my entertainment budget, and I don't go and I put in all the work to win, but I realize it is not very easy and it is difficult to win if that makes sense. No, it does. Yeah. I think I'll, uh, starting, starting next week, I might trim this down to maybe three games on, uh, invest in three games to avoid. And maybe my, my sleeper pick or my, my game of the week prediction. Cause I'm kind of, I'm looking at this Miami versus, uh, Arizona. And I feel like that could uh, possibly be, the game of the week, as odd as that sounds, when you think mm-hmm. about Miami's defense, but I have a feeling that Tua and, and Kyler Murray are gonna are gonna go head to head. So to, let me ask shoot you this: and maybe on the spot, this week. tell me the three you're most confident in right now. Go. Seattle Over versus 55. Buffalo. I'm gonna say Chicago. Over 55, yeah. Seattle versus Buffalo. Then I'm going to say Carolina versus Kansas City at 52 and a half. I'm going over there. And then I'm going to say um, Miami versus Arizona Got at 48. I'm going there, over there. Now, what I think you should do for next week is provide pick three of them and provide some supporting facts. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I would I got gotcha. you. Yeah, because – yeah, because I know you were saying you kind of just go by your gut. That's usually what I do when I'm doing this as well, is I kind of, you know, look at their schedule the past 
the last couple of weeks and their their point totals yeah, and everything, I do, I and then just kind of well, go with my gut. All they've done over the last few only, games. I don't yeah. only go off my gut. I have stuff I go through. I just um, right. I know it is difficult, and I realize that. So that's that's something I just had to come to the realization on because everybody thinks they're good at this and they're going to win a lot of money, which you're probably not going to. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know one game that that looks like it could be a very appealing to some, but I, I feel like it's an avoid is going to be this Houston versus Houston Texans versus Jacksonville Jaguars. You think about the Jacksonville Jaguars situation now that they're going to have Jake Lutton, the rookie uh, quarterback coming out. I, I don't feel good too good about this and the uh, over unders at 50 and a half. I have it going under. And, you know, I know that Houston has that um, high octane offense or, you know, we've seen them really start to come on, but this is a game I wouldn't feel too comfortable Comfortable. Yeah, I mean, like I said, then you don't have to bet on it, and that's the best part. Exactly. Well, Nug, I know we're getting close to it, and it's uh, it's starting to get pretty late. Was there um, you, you shared a DFS nugget? Did you have anything else you wanted to uh, to share no, with with the uh, listeners before we get out I of here? Right now, um, I, I maybe just you know. Stick with your budget, set a budget, stick with it because it's very easy to lose. And if you do lose, be okay with what needs you uh, with their life. And what, what can we expect from the Across the Rams? podcast this week i know you guys are on a buy are do you uh, still plan to be, record actually, what's going to be going on there again this week so nothing going on this week for across the rams i got you all right so now we'll just remind everybody where we can find you out on twitter uh, underscore wuggy and where are you on twitter at paul I am at Paul underscore Ryan 15. We appreciate you guys joining us this, this week, and we will see you guys next week. And good luck in all your uh, your fantasy DFS, DFS and prop bets. And if you need any assistance, you can use the hashtag AskATB, and one of our awesome. fantasy Have team members night. will be happy to help you. Thank you. Good night, everyone, for Paul Ryan and Daniel Nugget Martino. I'm Rich Mileto. AKA Bodacious Beer. Y'all have a good one. Peace.